uh, welcome to General Conference Conversations, the podcast where we have conversations about General Conference. I'm your host, Kaylin, and I'm super excited to be here with you studying the words of our living prophets, apostles, and chosen leaders. I've loved listening to podcasts about Come Follow Me, and I saw a need for a podcast centered around the General Conference talks. Um, I'm not a scholar, I'm not an expert, I'm a 20-something who just simply adores the gospel. The things I discuss are my opinions. Um, As one of my favorite podcasts, At Last She Said It, often says, your mileage may vary. In addition to my connections and thoughts, I will include a list of questions at the end of every episode as a place to start with your own deeper study of each talk. And I hope this podcast will be a jumping off point as you apply these principles to your life. In that spirit, I invite you to read and study today's talk before listening to this episode. Listen for what the Lord is saying to you personally. Then come join me for a beautiful discussion together. Hello, hello. <clears throat> I'm back for another episode of General Conference Conversations. Oh, welcome. Um, today's talk is I'm going to butcher this poor man's name Elder Ojadiran Diron of the 70 <laughs> anyway um, and his talk is called The Covenant Path The Way to Eternal Life and as always I encourage you to listen to or read um, the talk before you come listen to this episode um, and bring all of your insights and questions and thoughts that can be put together with mine so okay so this talk is actually quite short and quite straightforward um but really really good so um this might be a shorter episode just because it is very quite quite straightforward and a lot of what we've been talking about the whole conference um, is repeated in here, and so I'm going to tie it to a lot of past episodes, past talks, um, because it repeats a lot. Um, talking about covenants and the covenant path and the atonement has been probably the biggest theme throughout this this conference, um, and I know it usually is, but that's like as as I've noticed has been huge this conference. So. He starts out with this analogy, so I'm going to read it to you. He says, A powerful king desired for his son to rule over one of his kingdoms. The prince had to learn and grow in wisdom to sit on the throne. One day, the king met with the prince and shared his plan. They agreed the prince would go to a different town and gain experiences. He would face challenges as well as enjoy many good things there. The king then sent them down, sent him down to the town, where the prince was expected to prove his faithfulness to the king and demonstrate that he was fit to receive the privileges and responsibilities the king had in store for him. The prince was given the liberty to choose to receive these privileges and responsibilities or not, depending on his desires and his faithfulness. I'm sure you want to know what happened to the prince. Did he return to inherit the kingdom? And then he goes on to say, you know, we are each prince, princes or princesses, right? Um, sent to earth to mortality by heavenly father um who wants us to return to him having learned and grown and um 
hopefully ready and willing to take over part of his kingdom to become like him. Um, which is a pretty big deal, right? <laughs> um, he says, To help us, the Savior came to redeem us and show the path to return to God. God's children are invited to come to the Savior and be perfected in him. In the scriptures, we find the invitation for us to come to the Lord repeated over 90 times. And more than half of these are personal invitations from the Lord himself. Accepting the Savior's invitation means partaking of his ordinances and keeping our covenants with him. We've talked about this a lot, right? Like what the covenant path means um, and what it means for each of us individually. Um, and I've said this, I think I said this last conference probably, <laughs> um, or last episode, last conference, last episode probably, about um, what it means for each of us to be on our own personal covenant path. That like the covenant path is, you know, faith, um, faith, repentance, baptism, and other ordinances, partaking of the sacrament, that kind of thing, growing in our relationship with God and with the Spirit, and learning how He speaks to us, and then growing our faith and starting all over again. Um, and as we do that, we learn and grow, and that looks different for everybody. Um, my faith looks different than my husband's, my repentance looks different than my best friend's, even my experiences with covenants, when I, when I, when I, when I took, when I got baptized, is different than my dad. He didn't get baptized till he was like nineteen, and I got baptized when I was eight. You know, I um, got my endowments when I was twenty-one. Wait, twenty? I can't remember. <laughs> twenty. Yeah, I was twenty because I was on my mission. I was on twenty when I turned twenty-one. Twenty. Um, but, you know, there are people who get their endowments before that, at, you know, 18 or 19, they get their endowments later, 35, even 60 years old, you know, they've joined the church later in life. Um, some people never get sealed. Some people never go through the temple. Um, some people never join the church. But, like, we all have our individual journey and relationship with God and relationship with the covenant path. Um, and so I love that he pointed out that more than half of those um, invitations to come to the Lord were personal invitations from Christ himself. And that just really speaks to me <laughs> because I know that I have great faith in the fact that Christ is a person who works one by one. Um, that, you know, obviously he came and died for everyone who has ever lived and will ever live. Um, but he also died for me specifically and for you specifically. Like, he felt your pain in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he cares about you so deeply. Um, and so... I just love that. And so I love kind of the way that um, this elder, this authority, general authority, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to butcher it again. Um, the way he talks about the covenant path in here is so centered on Christ. And I just, I love that. 
um, because, and I've said this before, I think oftentimes, sometimes, we get stuck on, you know, the, um, the covenants themselves as, like, the end goal, you know, the end goal is getting married, done, um, even like the last episode, my last episode, the last talk we talked about with President Oaks talking about uh, why families are important, that families, you know, are our way to be exalted in the highest level of the celestial kingdom, right? And emphasis like that, in the way that that filters down to being taught in church, in like wards and stakes, and in young woman classes. <laughs> That comes across, if we're not careful, to actually talk about what why that's important, comes across as just like that's the end goal. That marriage is the end goal. Having a family is the end goal. When in reality, the end goal is becoming like Christ. And, you know, making these covenants with him and with other people, with our spouses, with our families... Um, we become more like him and more like God. And we strengthen our relationship with him and with other people um, through those covenants, through those ordinances. There's a reason, you know, you don't go through an ordinance alone, that there's someone officiating, that even when you go through for your endowments, you know, there are other people going through for other people. And, you know, it's a group effort. And when you're sealed, your family's all there with you. And the efficient's there. And you have the infinity mirrors, right? The eternity mirrors, I guess. Infinity sounds weird. The eternity mirrors, that you know, that metaphor of like, look what you've done is what you've done is, is connecting all of these generations back and back and back. And you're the first link in the connections that are going to go forward, your children and their children and their families. And it's not a a soul thing. Um, It's an individual thing, but you're not meant to do it alone. Anyway, so that's what I love about the way that he talks about the covenant path and ordinances and covenants. Um, Is there, he's so focused on Christ and see the next quote I have uh, marked is he talks about how we come into Christ he says we come into Christ by exercising faith in him repenting daily making covenants with God as we receive the ordinance of salvation and exaltation and enduring to the end by keeping those covenants Um, that comes from the the general handbook Uh, he quotes the general handbook right there he says the path to perfection is the covenant path and Jesus Christ is the center of all ordinances and covenants. And so right there, like, he is the center of it all. Um, the temple is the house of the Lord. You know, we build temples because they are the house of the Lord. And we want as many people to be in the presence of God, in the presence of the Savior, as humanly possible right (laughs) and we're not going to be perfect at that um but you know we're going to do our best 
so as many people as possible can have a relationship with their savior um as that's kind of my my first question for y'all is to, to think about is how are you coming into christ in your life and how has the savior invited you personally to come into him um and honestly this this talk made me think a lot um about my own life and um you know kind of think about the ways that I'm coming into Christ or trying to come into Christ do my best and how the savior has also invited me to come into him and um as I was thinking about this, you know, obviously there's always things I can work on. And so I thought of all the things I can work on. <laughs> but I've, you know, I thought, I've thought about um, the ways that I'm trying, the ways that I'm trying to um, better my relationship with my husband and better my relationship with my family and my friends and to keep the covenants that I made in the temple and at baptism to, you know, mourn with those that mourn, and to, um, consecrate my life to the Lord, that, that whatever I do, um, glorifies Him, and I think so often we forget about the non-churchy things that we're doing that help us come into Christ. Um, I have a lot of projects that I'm working on because I don't like to be not busy, <laughs> which is something I'm working on because I do need to, you know, schedule time into my day to be still. Um, but I like to always be doing something and I like to always have my mind busy. And so I work, I work from home and I work for my family's business. Um, they own a restaurant. Um, and so I do their bookkeeping and social media and things like that. And I, um, I do calligraphy. I do design. I, um, I draw. And, um, and so I sell, like, stickers and posters and, and things like that. And, um, I also have a, a blog that I keep. Blog essay column thing that I do on Instagram, um, <laughs> that, uh, that I really love, and, um, I also write, um, I know I'm missing something, well, I do this, <laughs> obviously, I do this, I run, I run this, um, my best friend and I run another Instagram page about church stuff, and, and I write, and I've been writing a lot lately, which has been so nice, um, but, you know, I've, I thought about that, and I'm thinking about it now, because the Spirit is just speaking to me today, um, you know, how all of those things I'm using to, to glorify God, to come closer to my Savior, and, and it's not even in ways that's like, <laughs> Obviously this, I'm just talking about the gospel, right? Obviously my page that I run with my friend, uh, with Morgan, that was on a few episodes ago. Um, that's all about 
the church and gospel stuff. So that's obviously pretty forward and out there. And like my design business, I I have done stickers at general conference quotes and um, Easter stickers of Christ and, you know, things like that. But I also do designs that have nothing to do with the gospel or <laughs> they don't overtly have anything to do with the gospel, right? Everything, everything can be linked back to the gospel, which is kind of my point that even though, you know, stickers about Valentine's Day aren't overtly about the gospel, I'm using my, my talents that I have discovered and that I've, um, that I've, um, sorry, I got distracted by noise, um, (laughs) that I've been given, um, and that I've, you know, had God and Christ's help in developing and practicing and getting better at, I'm using those to bring joy to people, um, to make beautiful things, and my, my essay blog, um, I don't usually write about the church, because, I mean, I mention it because it's my life, and so, but I haven't really, you know, done things about the gospel because I have the other Instagram account that I, that I kind of use for that, but, but I do talk about my mission when I'm talking about, you know, personal stories. I've talked about my mission, and I, I talk about loving people, and I talk about accepting people um, who are different than us, and you know, things that, that Christ would, would, hopefully would approve of, right, (laughs) that I'm, you know, advocating for, advocating for others, and advocating for discussing, and not fighting, and, you know, coming together as people on issues that are really rough sometimes, um, and, and even when I write, same thing with, like, my calligraphy stuff, is when I write, I'm using the talent that God gave me, and I'm exercising that talent, and I'm, you know, doing that, and getting better at it, and hopefully through that, I can also, um, talk about my faith and talk about God um and so as I was thinking about this like you know how am I coming into Christ and there are the obvious things right of like I go to church I teach primary um and those kids are fantastic and um I learn a lot from them and from my fellow teachers and you know I'm trying to be better reading my scriptures and trying to obviously I'm reading general conference talks and preparing for next conference and all of those things um but I'm also doing those other things that you know that I want to be better at in seeing God's hand in that in seeing God's hand in the gift he's given me to write and the gift he's given me to be creative and how I can use that to 
better show love to his children and, you know, bring beauty into the world, good things, right, of good worth. Um, anyway, so that's my kind of question for you. <laughs> I should have said that this was going to be a shorter episode because I know how much I can ramble about things, so... Anyway, I hope that gets you thinking. And especially, like, even if you haven't listened to every single episode that I've had um, for this conference, that as you've studied conference talks and as you've studied in your personal study, as you've fasted and prayed and partaking of the sacrament and just whatever over the last few months, you know, think about the things that Christ has invited you to do to become more like him. And even if you can't think of a single thing, I promise that something will come to your mind. And it might not be straightforward. It might not be something that you were expecting. Um, But, as I said, everything can be linked back to the gospel. And everything can can be some tool to come closer to Christ. So, think about that. Anyway, move on a little bit. So, um... Another quote comes the same realm. He talks about Elder Bednar's talk from Saturday. The I can't remember what it's called, but let me look because that's important. So it was the very first session, uh, but we heeded them not. Um, he was talking about how to. If you guys remember, he was talking about how to, um, like, drown out the negative, harmful voices in our lives. Um, so he says, Elder David Bednar taught us yesterday that gospel covenants and ordinances operate in our lives like a compass to give us cardinal direction to him to come unto Christ and become more like him. And, again, I just love that, that, like, it's the pathway to Christ that, you know, the co- keeping our covenants, making our covenants, keeping our covenants, participating in ordinances, not just our own, but, you know, witnessing others um, and doing ordinances on behalf of others um, will lead us to Christ. And um, as we have, you know, as we, as we grow in our relationship with God and we learn how he speaks to us to the spirit um, that we will know even more how to use those covenants to, to become more like him I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over but <laughs> anyway, like I said, this is pretty straightforward stuff um, beautiful stuff some of my favorite things about the gospel and about our doctrine but he talks about two things um, specifically about, he said, I like to mention two things our Savior emphasized to help us faithfully keep the covenants. So the first thing is, uh, Holy Ghost can teach us, remind us of the Savior's teachings, and abide with us forever. He can be our constant companion to guide us on the covenant path. And then he quotes President Nelson's very famous quote, <laughs> uh, in coming days it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. And that was his, one of his first, if not the first, I can't remember if it was, because I know he talked a couple times that conference, um, the conference that he 
became prophet, um, like this first conference after President Monson died. Um, so I can't remember if that was like, you know, the first talk he gave as prophet or if, cause I'm sure he talked a couple times. Anyway, it was April of 2018 and April 2018 conference. So his first conference as prophet and that quote that has been quoted so many times in the four years since like so many times um i think even just in this last conference it's been quoted a couple of times i know october last year conference it was quoted like three times i'm sure it's been quoted at least once in every conference since april 2018 conference which is so crazy (laughs) but it makes sense i mean how much has president nelson put emphasis on personal revelation as during his time as prophet and you know even like the come follow me program um as a home-based church supported you know curriculum um that we read the scriptures on our own and have our own revelation and everything and then we come and discuss it and help each other and get more revelation um which I know I kind of say this in my introduction every time but that was kind of my goal for this podcast um I've loved having come follow me because um I love discussing it with people um it had started right before I went on my mission and I wasn't very good at it <laughs> the first the first year we were doing um, New Testament and I just wasn't very good at like at uh, combining and like consciously doing come follow me as a missionary during my like individual study we would kind of do it during comp study because our our mission president was like, um, it's important that, you know, you guys have a testimony of and our experience and come follow me so that you can, you know, continue to encourage members and, and talk about it with new members and things like that. Um, and so he'd encourage us to talk, to do it during our comp study, but even then, like, comp study was only an hour, sometimes an hour and a half because I was training, just like, it didn't always work, it didn't always happen. Um, this is just one more thing to study and I was like I just have so many things that I, I want to study that I need to study and I could just never find the time to like squish it all in to my hour um, and so the next but but I loved having companionship study because what I was studying I was able to share with my companion and we were able to have really amazing insights about it and um like, I got so much from what my companions would say, because they'd say something, I'm like, I've never thought of it that way before, and I'm gonna write that down, thank you, and I'm gonna think about that for the next six weeks, like, there are so many times that that happened, that I would just sit there floored, and, and so, and I saw that would come follow me, even though I wasn't great at, like, studying it myself, but in going to Sunday schools, school lessons at churches on Sundays, um, I was able to see um, and and get stuff from other people's opinions and their own revelation and you know, the things that they were working on, the ways that they interpreted things in ways that I've never thought of before. And 
Um, and so, this is way off tangent, and I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> as I was, you know, after this last conference, you know, I, I always make a goal to study general conference, all the talks before next conference comes around. Every year. Every six months. And I never do it. And so I was like, I am determined that this this time is going to be different. I'm going to read them all. I'm going to study them all. I'm not just going to read them. Study them and like come up with questions and like all this stuff. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a podcast that does this. Because at the time I had gotten really into podcasts. I'm still really into podcasts, but like that was my like podcast awakening. <laughs> and I was listening to a couple of Come Follow Me podcasts that I really loved because we were in the, like deep into the Old Testament and I mentioned this before but like having people who were actual scholars in the Old Testament or in like just the traditions and the like Hebrew language and things like that or they had put a lot of study into it or sharing with the world and I was like thank you because I would never have completely understood that because I don't understand that culture and why that was so significant and I just I there wasn't a podcast like that for general conference um and I saw that need so I decided to try and fill it and I don't know if I've done a great job at that but that's kind of that's why I try to do and have questions every episode so you can think about it and I encourage you to listen to the episodes beforehand so that you can have your own personal relation, your own connection and listen to the promptings that you're getting or look back on the promptings that you got when you listened to it the first time and be reminded of all of those things um because the Holy Ghost is so so important and and I'm grateful I'm so grateful for the Spirit I'm, gr- I'm so grateful for God wanting to talk to me which is so crazy to me and you know wanting to love me and give me the world basically and it's um, pretty pretty cool anyway I'll stop gushing and move on the second thing he talks about is the sacrament how important the sacrament is um, he says baptism opens the gate to to eternal life, and the sacrament helps us to steadfastly press forward along the covenant path. Excuse me. As we take the sacrament, it shall be a testimony unto the Father that we do always remember his Son, and as we always remember him and keep his commandments, we shall have his Spirit to be with us. Added to this promise, the Lord renews the promised remission of sins as we humbly repent of our sins. And I think the sacrament doesn't get enough talk talked about enough (laughs) um I think sometimes it gets normal right like we we do it every Sunday and so sometimes we forget about how important and how amazing it is that every week we get the opportunity to basically be baptized again like renew our baptismal covenants renew our remission of sins um repent of anything, like, be washed clean as we partake of the the bread and water. Like, that is crazy amazing that God has done that for us. And, and it's a circle, right? Like, as we partake of the sacrament, as we continue to keep our covenants, we have the Spirit more. And as the Spirit 
helps us keep our covenants. Like, you can't have one without the other. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, that's what I wanted to ask. It's kind of my, I guess my last question, my second question. Um, how can you make the sacrament more meaningful in your Sunday worship and in your everyday life? And I felt very called out when I was reading this because this last Sunday was Fast Sunday. And um, I always forget to like actually start my fast. Um, even if I like don't eat breakfast that morning, I forget to actually start with a prayer. And like, even if there is something specific that I'm praying about or you know, fasting for, um, I forget to like specifically like kneel down and be like, this is what I'm praying for today, Heavenly Father. And so I'm always, obviously, always reminded in sacrament meeting that it is in fact the past Sunday. And so sometimes even if I have breakfast, I'll be like, hey, I'm starting my fast now. And I know that it's not like I've already eaten or I've already, you know, done something that I was going to fast from, whether that was social media or phone games or something like that. Um, I'll, I'll start then I'll start in, in Sunday in, uh, in sacrament meeting and I usually do my kind of opening fasting prayer during the sacrament and so I did that on Sunday and I prayed the whole time and then I kept praying <laughs> through like all everybody's testimonies because there's so much on my mind there's so much that I was thinking about so much that I wanted to pray about um and And I was reminded of that as I was thinking about the sacrament. And, you know, I do my best. Um, I always put my phone down. I I get really fidgety during sacrament meeting. And so I'm usually playing a game on my phone and, like, listening. Because that's how I can pay attention. If not, I my mind goes all over the place and I don't pay attention. But I always put my phone down. And uh, usually I have, you know, my scriptures with me. And so I'll open those up and I'll read, or sometimes I read through hymns, um, but like, I, uh, you know, I put the effort in to completely clear my mind and just talk to God. And I felt so much love, and I felt so much peace that like, he was listening to me. Through all of my ramblings and all my crazy things that he already knows about, he knows that I'm worried about, he knows that I'm thinking about and that I need help with. Um, but he listened. He listened to the whole thing. And and I and I and I felt that. I believe that so hard so wholeheartedly. And so I was reminded of that as I was listening to her, I was reading this talk and I was like, dang okay, I get it, like, I hear you, I hear you, and I, sh- I need to do that more, um, not just on Fast Sunday, but every Sunday, of, you know, thinking of things that I'm working on, thinking of things that I'm struggling with, and thinking of things that I did really good, being like, look, look how amazing I did, Heavenly Father, and he's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, you did, it was amazing, and anyway, so, asking you, how can you make the sacrament more meaningful, not just on Sundays, but throughout the whole week, as you think about, um, um, 
your relationship with your savior. And so his last kind of analogy that he makes, he talks about his daughter who had a, um, one of those like remote control cars and it died. It stopped working. And she, um, she came to him and he was, she was like, dad, my car's not long, like not driving anymore. Can I put some gas from your car into it so it can drive again? And he was like, well, it's battery powered. So I just plugged it in. <laughs> and like, you know, an hour later she was able to, to drive it again. And he was like, she learned that the, the relationship between the battery and the battery and the power to drive her car, like that, that she always had to, that she had to continue to plug it in so it would continue to work. And so he relates that to the spirit helping us keep our covenants in the sacrament, renewing those covenants, that those things are our, are, are, you know, two of the most important ways to keep um, connected to our battery, to Christ. Um, and I can definitely agree that those are very important things, definitely. And as I said, I have been <laughs> invited to work on them. <laughs> so, um, let me recap my questions really quick. The first one, well, first two, I guess. How are you coming into Christ in your life, and how has the Savior invited you to come into Him? And then, um, how can you make the sacrament more meaningful in your Sunday worship and in your everyday life? Um, I love my Savior, and I'm grateful for Him telling me what I need to do better. Um, and I'm grateful that I was I'm able to do this podcast and that. Hopefully that it has connected with some of you. Um, it's definitely connected with me and helped me as I prepare for next conference and as I just try to be a better disciple every single day of my life. So I'll talk to y'all next week. so much for listening to this episode of general conference conversations be sure to follow and share us on um, any social media and if you like the show feel free to leave us a review or tell your friends until next time